1: And we're back, and we have a couple lines available. A number to call 602-277-5827, 277-KTR. Cheers here, all smiles, give her a call. Mike in Scottsdale, good morning.
2: Hey, good morning, Brian. Two quick questions. I just moved my dad down here from Las Vegas, and he had a, a couple bags of fertilizer in his uh, garage. That, does fertilizer go bad? No. Okay. So just use And then that's perfect perfect question It never got wet it was kept pretty dry everything's good so it doesn't go bad it's like I just didn't want to put it on my plants and have it over nitrogen or whatever it could be.
1: Well, you have you know you have to use it according to what it is, but the label should be pretty sure. accurate. But it's not going to lose anything, you know. So it's going to be okay. Fine.
2: That's perfect. He's got another. He's got one of those. I've never had this, but where the spike with the water hose and you connect the hose to it for the deep watering thing. Uh-huh. I brought that down. I've always just used a well and different things like that. Does that, do those work? Well, you know, my
1: grandfather liked him, and I would I you know say anything against my grandfather. Yeah, I'd be no. I'd be crazy too, but you know it, it can work depending on what you're trying to accomplish with it. And in fact, they used to have those that had a cartridge of fertilizer that went in them, so you could deep root feed them with those things as well. But it helps to get the water down deeper in clay soils. Okay, okay.
2: Well, that was it. Thank you, Brian.
1: Thank you. Happy Father's right, Day. And have bye. fun with your dad. Yeah,
2: yeah. Thank you.
1: Bye bye. Bye. You too. Bye. Uh, Matthew in Phoenix. Good morning, Matthew. Good morning.
3: Uh, I have a question, it's not necessarily plant-related. how what's the best time of day to like get up and garden?
1: <laughs> I know which Matthew this is. <laughs> <laughs>
3: None. I just there's some people that can wake up real early in the morning, like, you know, four or five AM. Well, Matthew. And they can like sing zippity doodah <laughs> and bounce around the house. And some of us can't. And I'm just curious as to, to how the people that can do it do it.
1: Uh, perhaps we go to sleep a little earlier at night well the problem is see once we arise at those hours in the morning you know and we get too long in the evening uh, we're known to sit in a chair and fall asleep and my dad used to come home from work at APS and uh, he worked a hard day in the sun he started every morning I think he left the house about 5 and uh, he started early every morning and he would get home in the afternoons about 4 or 5 and he would sit in his chair and fall asleep and take a nap you know and that's because he had gotten up so early perhaps if uh, if you just start the pattern, you know, the very first time you do it, uh, you too will fall asleep earlier in the evening. And uh, and that might be a big benefit to getting up earlier in the morning. <laughs> well, I feel like some of us know that, that nothing good happens until after 10 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, the other thing is, is, you know, when you go out on a date and stuff and, and you're out in the evening, you know, everything can happen just the same at 6 in the evening as it does at 2 in the morning. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Thanks, son. Bye-bye. <laughs> Love you. Love you, too. Uh, Willie in Avondale. Good morning, Willie.
2: <laughs> Hello. Hi, Willie. You're here. Oh, hi. How are you doing, Brian? Good. That hey, was my oldest I, son. If, if, if I put in a 15-gallon Anna Apple, how many years before I would get Apple?
1: No, you should say how many days.
2: Before you get apples.
1: If you come to Whitfield's and you put in a 15-gallon anna apple, it's going to have apples on it now.
2: Oh, okay. So you eat them next
1: month. And, uh, you know, apples grow pretty fast. And apples live a lot longer than the other stone fruits do. And uh, so you can plant an apple and have it for well over 20 years. And you would really... Is that
2: that would it be self-pollinating? or Yes,
1: Anna's, Annas and Dorsets both are self-pollinating, so you don't have to have two. Oh, okay. And if you like a little variety, that would be the two to plant. You could have an Ann and Dorset. That way you have kind of a green-red apple and a yellow apple. But they both do very well here.
2: Hey, another question is, I usually plant some sweet corn like in August. Do you think this year, because it seems a little different, I think I can try it earlier? You know, earlier. Willie, I've
1: I've learned something here from you know many years of hanging out around the nursery and especially from gardeners around town. You never say no, and you never say never. The only way to find out is if you plant it. And uh, this oh, this, this has been quite a different year. And yeah,
4: doesn't
1: it uh, seem different to you? It's it's it just has been different. It's been special. We've never had weather yeah. in my life that I could ever recall going back to last summer to today that's been this nice. Yeah different okay if if this this is global warming it's great for us i mean a lot of places are really suffering the poor people in texas they're cooking right now you know and we've had floods and you know all different kinds of weather events happen but you know here in arizona we've been very blessed with the nicest weather of my lifetime yeah this is
4: something different
1: thanks well enjoy it willie happy father's day bye-bye okay happy to see you thanks a lot uh larry and mesa good morning larry
3: Hello, uh, can I grow a, can I grow a jacaranda from a
1: cutting? Um, you know they're so easy to grow from seed that nobody that I know has ever tried to. But you know you, you probably can. Um, but I've never tried. You know, I know you could air layer one if you wanted to. Probably do that this time of year.
3: No, uh, well I, I don't have any seeds, but I, I have plenty of cuttings. So
1: well, let's let's try to air layer it instead of trying a cutting. And air layering, what you do is you take a a stem that's, that's young and green still, okay, one of the young growing tips on a jacaranda, and you girdle it. So you take a sharp knife and cut the bark off all the way around it, okay, and you wrap that with some, like, sphagnum moss, okay, and you can put a little bit of rooting hormone on it and wrap that with foil and then plastic around the outside, and if you do it this time of year, it'll probably root right out into that uh, foil, and then you just chop that little limb off and transplant it into a container. Probably, if you if you start off earlier than now you could probably transplant it in uh, September.
3: Okay, I guess I'll give that a try. I was gone this uh, I was gone this spring, and I didn't get my bushes trimmed. So they're, they've been in the they've been they've been like oh, they're mature like 15 years ago. So they're established plants. Uh-huh. You know, do it. There's some things I can cut and can't cut. Like I've got orange bells.
1: Uh no, you you can you know most all of our hardy traditional desert stock around here. So let's talk about yellow bells and sages and bogan vias and lantanas. You can cut all those anytime.
3: What
1: about Cape Honeysuckle? Cape Honeysuckle wants a little extra care this time of year. You wouldn't want to cut it down to where you expose the uh, wood to the sun right now, or the wood would probably sunburn. (laughs) Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, I've been thinking about not being so nice to my orange bells because they seem to grow like crazy. So uh, I was thinking maybe I should restrict my, wa- restrict my water.
1: There's, there's there's no prohibition on being mean to, you know, Tacoma stands there, yellow bells or orange bells. I mean, they're pretty darn hardy plants once they're big and established. And uh, you can do all kinds of mean things to them. I mean, anything that grows native here in our desert and down through Boston aha uh-huh. it's got to be pretty tough
3: so so should i reduce the amount of gallons or should i reduce how often i water
1: well it's better in most cases frequency so a good frequency here for a mature established desert landscape would be a minimum of once every 2 weeks Okay, it's better to water deeper and heavier once every two weeks uh, than every day a little bit. So well, the reason why is our water has a lot of salt in it in the summertime, and if you put a little bit of salt on, the plant's going to take the salt up into its system. If you put a lot of water on, it's going to push the salt away from the plant, and then the water it takes up will be better. And they'll let you know when they're suffering. I mean, I, I would just put them on a torture process and uh, you pay a little attention to them, but they can get pretty tortured before you're going to kill an Arizona yellow bell. Or orange jubilee.
3: I uh, I've dug holes in between my in between the bushes that hold about sixteen eighteen gallons of water before it ever shows
1: up on the ground. So mm-hmm. I always water deep. Well, that makes a big difference, Larry. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thanks for your advice. Ha- happy Father's Day. Have a nice weekend. Bye bye. Uh, Karen and Chandler's up next, but first we have to take a short commercial break and then we'll come back with Karen and John. And if you'd like to be up after John, all you have to do is call Shira because she's the one that runs this program. You know, she does all the music and she does all the phones and she does all the work. I just get to have fun here and tell stories on the air. Anyway, the number to call 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR.
5: everything but sitting still, talking about her ballet shoes and training wheels, and her kittens, and she thinks we're just fishing, I say daddy loves you baby one more time, Too ambitious. She ain't even thinking about what's really going on right now. But I guarantee this memory's a big one. And she thinks we're just fishing.
1: Well, this is Shira's song for her daddy today.
5: She's already.
1: <laughs> Beautiful song, Shira. Uh, We'll get right back to the phones. We do have one line still available. Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR. Karen and Chandler, good morning.
6: Good morning. How are you this morning? Happy Father's Day. Oh, we're
1: having a great day.
6: Okay, great. Hey, I have a quick question about hibiscus. I've had two yellow hibiscus planted for two to three years, and all I'm getting is hollow buds.
1: You know, it what depends. It do? depends on the variety. Um, I think you probably have butterball hibiscus, and they just don't like our heat as well. You know, if you lived oh. in San Diego, that variety would be fantastic. But, uh, okay. yeah, there, there's one if you come out to the nursery, we call it sunny yellow. It's, it's yellow with a red, red throat in it that's very hardy okay. here, and it would be a better variety for you.
6: Okay, sounds good. Yeah, because I heard that uh, the red grows better here, but I'm well, not. Well, there's
1: lots of varieties of all different colors, and there's certainly ones that do much better. Brilliant red is a very spectacular one Hair President Red does well, too. Um, but okay. if you want yellow, there's one called Sunny Yellow, and it's yellow and it has a red throat, and it'll do quite well.
6: Okay, great. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Karen. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. Oh, let's see. Next up, we got Donna and Peoria. Hi, Donna.
6: Hi, Brian. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Yes, uh, I have a 23-year-old octa in the front of my house. It's about 20 feet tall, and I'm so brokenhearted. I think it's dying. It's been so beautiful, but it's got a couple of straggly-looking blooms, but nothing else, and... I don't know if they've got too much water or not enough water, well, maybe from the winter.
1: When they're established, they can, they um, can take a lot of water. You know, a rooted, well-established oh, acacia. Okay. The prettiest one I've ever seen was down by our farm in Hyder that was up by a ditch bank. And somebody's taken it because it's not there anymore, but it must have been there for 30 years. And it was wow. close to a, a ditch bank that leaked. And so it got, you know, extra water and grew there naturally. Wow. And uh
6: that, well, you think it needs water. I, Sorry, I, more water. Well,
1: not necessarily. Um, how do you water it now?
6: Yeah, I mean, we we've been watering it. I don't think we've deviated from the watering plan that we've had all these years, and it's been so beautiful. Uh, you no, know, I, I, I
1: I think it's just a difference in climate this this season's been a little different in the way they're blooming and acting. And uh, I'll tell you what you could do if you wanted to something you probably never done okay. you could fertilize it. And well, uh,
6: uh, yeah, you're right. I've I, never done that. Well, so. no,
1: we, we never, you, know, you don't have to, but if you want it to be more okay. spectacular, wait till our humidity comes up, you know, wait till we get a monsoon. Okay. And, uh-huh. uh, and then go ahead and fertilize it. Now with your watering cycle now, what, how often do you run your irrigation system?
6: Well, we run it, um, I think it goes like four times a day oh. or maybe 15. Have you ever heard our show before?
1: Yes. Okay. There's there's never a reason to water four times a day. And especially with mature landscaping. Yeah. So you probably just well, want to reprogram yeah. your timers. But why why are you watering so often?
6: I you know, I think it just goes for all the plants okay. and, and and they seem to be doing and you know, it's done well all these years. Uh-huh. So
1: well, that's that's just not ideal, okay? So if you want, right. if you want to, you know, we can see now how important water is, you know. So if you want to manage your water better and have your plants be happier and, and grow better, uh, you should completely reprogram your timer, okay. And and the most okay. frequently you should water mature landscaping that's fifteen years old is once a week, okay. Never never would need more than that. And, uh, okay. and, that, and that's for any kind of shrub or tree, you know, whether it be tropical. And, and what your plants are going to do is they're going to root a lot deeper. Okay, they're going to be mm-hmm. healthier. You're going to push the salts away from them all. So when you're running it yeah. four times a day, how long are you run your system for? Uh,
6: just about. Fifteen minutes. Okay, I think. so
1: what you're doing is you're taking a cup of water and you're pouring it on the ground. Okay, and so okay. most of the water is going to be ev- evaporating and, and train, you know going out of, the, out of the atmosphere, not to the plant. And then the water the plant does get because now we've con- we can we basically condensed all the salts are is really salty. So if you want everything to be happier in your yard, nice. do this: turn your irrigation system on and let it run for mm-hmm. about eight hours. Okay. Really? Yeah, and that's going to push all the salts away. Now, you get a benefit from the fact we've had rains and things. It helps to do the same thing. But just do this. Just turn it on, run it for about eight hours, okay, and and push all the salts away. And then take those 15-minute times that you have. And and I don't know what size emitters you have, but we want to water more correctly. So take all that time and put it together, okay, and divide that in Mm -hmm. two. So take half of that time, okay, and run that one time a week. On that same system. Oh. And just stand back and wow, see what your plants do.
6: Well, that, that sounds great. I, I will try that. And I'm a long-time listener, and I don't know why that. I guess because it's never shown this kind of, you know, oh, it, sadness. It, it, our, our, you
1: our, our, our patterns in life, and sometimes our sins are a little hard yeah. not to repeat at times. I, I, I'm as guilty as anyone. But you'll cut your water yeah. use in half, and you'll give your plants twice as much, and uh, life will be good.
6: Well, well, that would be wonderful. I would be happy. All right, (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your great advice. Have a nice day. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too.
1: Bye. Uh, Tony and Scottsdale. Good morning, Tony.
2: Hey, uh, Brian. uh, So I I didn't really have a question for you. I really just called to wish you a happy Father's Day because you do such a great job. And uh, when I turned the show on, I heard you talking with that young man. I was like, Man, that sounds like Brian, <laughs> and uh, so obviously that was your oldest son. And oh my God, just just the fact that he called the show and he sounds like such a nice kid. And uh, anyway, I thought that was very cool. But uh, but but since I do have you, I'm I'm gonna build. Uh, I'm going to build another pergola on the other side of my backyard. I live over here by Saguaro High School,
7: uh-huh.
2: and uh, so and I'm going to want uh, I'm going to want a good vine to grow up and over on top of my pergola. What, uh, what, what do you recommend for What do you recommend on the on the vine side?
1: Well, Tony, there's lots of different styles. What uh, What type of landscaping do you have?
2: Is it more um, desert, so tropical, my back, traditional? Yes. It, no, it's, so my, my backyard is more desert for sure. Mm-hmm. I've got lantanas, bougainvilleas. Um, uh, let me see, what else do I have? Um, I've I got Mex, Mexican petunia, um, things like that.
1: So it really is going to depend on what kind of density you want to have on your pergola? Um you know, it's it's pretty hard to beat a bougainvillea here for for two things. They're the most beautiful and the messiest. You know, so for a freestanding pergola out in full sun, you know, to me a bougainvillea is probably the prettiest thing you could put there. But if you don't mind the litter, you know, that would be a really really good one.
2: Uh, yeah, no, and I, and I'm fine with that. And honestly, I you know I, I think some people get tired of the Bougainvilleas, but I, I but I, I'm good with the bougainvillea.
1: Yeah, I, I I never do. You know, it's one of my favorite plants. If you want something softer and want to do a rose, a Cecil Bruner rose is a good variety. You'd probably want to plant it in the fall, but it'll take all kinds of heat here. And it'll be a very big, vigorous canopy and cover it. If you want a little food, you know there's no reason you can't plant a grapevine there. The pergola at my grandfather's house had a grapevine on it. We used to climb up on top of it, and you know, with our little slingsho- slingshots, shoots the uh, the birds out of the mulberry tree next door. You know, so I mean, <laughs> nice. and, and those mem- uh, those those uh, memories in life never go away. You know, and, and what was even better, uh, even better is having a great grandmother that when you bring doves, and would go go get a couple more so we can cook them all, and she'd cook them for us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Do, uh, now, now that grape, now that that uh, the grapevine does that flower.
1: Well, grapevines, you're not going to get the flowers, but the fruit can hang right down inside the pergola. And, uh, okay, you know, I've got a friend who's got grapes that hang down through these big arbors he's built around his house. And they're magnificent. And the grapes are so fun. Now, you'll have to protect them from the birds. You just feed the birds with them. But, uh, you know, grapes oh, are beautiful right. and do right. fantastic here. All
2: right. Good deal. Hey, again, Brian, like I really call just to wish you happy Father's Day and um, have a great day.
1: Thanks, Tony. Happy Father's Day to you as well. Bye-bye. Okay, uh, Ray and Scottsdale. Good morning, Ray.
3: Yeah, hi, Brian. I have uh, three tomato plants in pots, big, big pots, and uh, they're on the east side. So, but I planted them in uh, early April, so they've been in there for about seventy days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got green tomatoes, but they just don't seem to be uh, producing. Uh, I've put in 10-10-10, and that other one, Osmocot, I think it's called. Osmocot, uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, I water, I keep them, them well watered, but uh, just not having good luck with
1: my tomato plants. Well, a couple things. You might let them stress a little bit more, okay? So don't keep them too well watered. They should look wilty in the afternoon, okay? Okay. Perky in the morning. If, if, as long as they're not wilty in the morning, they probably don't need water. So, and it's getting warm enough now where they should get a little wilter in the afternoon. And then it depends a lot on the varieties that we grow, too. Some, some of the ones that do best in the summer, all the small ones, like Giant Cherries and Sweet 100s, those are all real prolific in the summertime, as well as Pearson and Early Girls, another one that's, you know, they're old varieties that just do really well here in the heat. Um, and they just have to have enough sun to bloom. And if you're not getting pollination, you can always get some Blossom Set and spray on there that helps to pollinate the flowers to get more fruit. Blossom spray. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, sir. Thanks, Ray. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Uh, Sam and Chandler. Good
4: morning, Sam. Hey, good morning, Brian, and uh, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you. I uh, enjoy enjoy your program. The only time I don't like it is when you're not on the air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what was nice is that you know sometimes I have to go other
1: do other <laughs> accomplished things. But my friend uh, Jay Harper, who filled in for me last week, you know I don't know if you heard a lot program last week, but Jay is a wonderful yeah, guy, and uh, he's a great friend. And I got to thank him again for for filling in for me last weekend.
4: <laughs> well. Uh, everybody's got to take a break sometimes. So I understand that question. Um, I have, a, a, a naval orange tree. It's been in the ground about two years. It was one of the 15 gallon, uh, pots and it just, and I know navels are slow growing, but it, um, the leaves aren't as green as it seems like they should be. Um, uh, they're, uh, you know, pale yellow. I follow that three times a year. Uh, um, um, fertilizing so you, schedule.
5: You know what you can see them
1: is a couple things. Uh, number one is to uh, go away from the three times a year fertilizing schedule and feed them okay. as long as it's warm. So you can feed them okay. from March uh, or February, March uh, all the way through October once a month with a light dose of fertilizer. And okay. then on watering, um, how, how do you how are you watering it? Uh, I water kind uh, of like uh, long once a week. Okay. Then that, that should be pretty ideal for the summertime, but you don't want to do that when it's cool. So when it's cool in the wintertime, you want to back off and water it, you know, like once every two weeks, not, not any more than that. And it'll, it'll perform better. And navels are going to be slow and they take patience. I mean, there's just nothing as slow as a navel, nothing as good as a navel. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm, be, I'm be kind of optimistic. I was with my, my younger son, uh, John yesterday, and he's kind of one of the ones that's kind of doing a lot of our citrus things now. And I, I think we're going to plant another grove of navels. So we're probably going to plant some caracaras and things. And, you know, I, I might not see a big crop on those in my lifetime, but John can.
4: <laughs> well, um, you know, I have, I have a Tangelo, and that's a great tree too. And, um, um that what about like soil sulfur or iron or anything well if you're buying that,
1: like the organopro uh, citrus food that one's really uh-huh. good because that's what it has it has chelated iron and soil sulfur already in it so it's balanced that way and um, okay. you know we can't use that on our organic citrus orchards because it's not certified organic so what we fertilize uh-huh. primarily with is uh, chicken manure so we use a lot of li- liquid chicken that we get from Hickman's, and that's a mm-hmm. really good product. And uh, and that's one you could apply monthly as well. Uh, what we're using right now is we're actually making it soluble into a liquid, and that way we can run it through our irrigation systems. It's easier <laughs> doing all that shoveling. But um, but in addition to that, we do soil sampling, so we have to find out uh, what we need, and it varies. But you know, in addition to chicken manure, you'd probably, if you're going to go that direction, would use some key iron and some sulfur cool. too okay
4: well I appreciate that one more one more question um, you know I grew up here uh, like you did and it seemed like years ago well not seemed back in the 50s 60s, that uh, our nighttime temperatures dropped a lot more off than they do today. You know, well, we not, to not, not,
1: not, any, not any better, Sam, than they have this year. You know <laughs> I'll tell you yeah, what I that's, well, that's right. we <laughs> really I, had a I, wonderful I, year. I've never seen
4: weather like this. <laughs> and, and <you> <laughs> no, I thought, you thought it was in Hawaii. Yeah. Well, other you, than we didn't have any ocean.
1: You'd have to live in Long Beach to have better weather than we're having this year. Yeah. Hey, Sam, thanks for the but call. We've got to go to the news. Okay. I've got Troy in the, in the studio. Enough. Oops, Sorry, I didn't mean to be good. Uh, a little quick, Sam. Hey, Troy, let's find out what's happening. While Troy's doing the news, you can give Shira a call at 602-277-5827 for the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show.
7: right and wrong Didn't seem so hazy Did lovers really fall In love to stay to Stand beside each other Come one may. Was a promise really something People kept Not just something they would say
1: Guys to Winona, but he uh, did a male version of that song. It, uh, I think Larry nailed it. Anyway, back to the phones, folks. We do have uh, three lines available. Number to call 602-277- 5827. 277-KTAR. Uh, Paul in Phoenix. Good morning, Paul.
0: Brian, good morning, happy Father's Day. I got two quick little stories for you, then I'll I'll leave you alone. It was great to hear your son, by the way. So, Brian, you do know that back back in the mid seventies, you know, I I was I was my dad's remote control. You know, that was before remote control. So, <laughs> uh, us kids, and you you remember that I was we remote control. But but a funny story, and you you've taught me a lot, and and I should have known this back in the seventies in the when we moved to Phoenix. The the house, uh, the yard was dirt. Okay, and my dad said, we're going to put in twenty. 20 plus trees, all sorts of different types of trees, blah blah blah, okay? So, one day he said, "Hey, go water the trees." About oh, 40 minutes later I come back in the house, and I said, he looks at me, he said, "Are you done watering?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I I filled up all the wells, it's all done." He goes, "No, no, no." He said, "We water them slow and steady and and, and basically you got to you got to babysit them." I'm like, what? So there were times, I'm sure, you know, because this was before irrigation systems, there were times when our water would run all night long in a nice slow drip because I would forget to turn it off at night. <laughs> but I tell you what, I tell you what, the, the, the trees that lined that driveway and the trees in the backyard – they grew like crazy. So that was my responsibility. My, 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 you know, my time with my dad when he taught me he said, no, 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 we don't just fill up the water, the, the wells. We, we give those trees some loving. And, uh, that was, that was my job. And he taught me that. And you, you've taught me that as well. Cause I've had to kind of change some things around here, but I just wanted to wish you a happy Father's Day and all those, uh, all of, Everybody, whether you're a, a, a father or not, we, in one way or another, everybody's fathered somebody, and uh, keep doing it, folks. And I appreciate your time, Brian. Thank well,
1: Paul, you, uh, Paul. A fun, the fun thing that just reminded me of was whenever I was with my grandfather one time, Salt River Project the San Haro forgot to cut our irrigation water off, and oh. I I loved as a child to irrigate. That was my my favorite joy over in Glendale Avenue, is running the irrigation water. Yep. So. We would normally run 24 hours, would stay up all night, and Mrs. Jager and Mrs. McDonald in the back would give us coffee and breakfast, and we had a lot of fun doing it. But um, <laughs> So they forgot to shut off the water, and it was in the summertime, and my grandfather said, I said well, what do we do? He said, well, start over again. So we, we, we irrigated for a week straight on five <laughs> acres, and hey, you know, they didn't shut our water off, and I'll tell you what, the trees really loved it. Paul, thanks for the thought, yes, and I uh, appreciate it. Take care, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye, Bye-bye now. Uh, John in Phoenix. Good morning, John. Hey, Dad. Hey, John. So I, I was just thinking
3: about that, uh, the Caracara Grove that you're talking about. I got a quote for you. It's when a society a society grows great when old men plant trees and whose shade they'll never sit in. And uh, I think you're the epitome of that guy, and you're making society great.
1: Uh, thanks for calling. <laughs> and It's going to be a lot of work. You're going to plant the grove. Yeah, no kidding. Take care. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Uh, Pam and Sun Lakes. Hi, Pam.
2: Hey, Brian. Good
6: morning and happy Father's Day. Thank you.
2: Uh, fertilizing corn. Could you tell me about that? First time a corn grower in a raised bed.
1: Well, is, how big is your corn now? It should be pretty mature. <laughs>
2: Uh, I couldn't really tell you exactly how long ago I put it in, but um, I guess it's about two feet tall, and I'm just starting to get some um, little corns.
1: Okay, well, the traditional way to grow corn, because you know corn's been grown here for probably seven or eight thousand years, you know, so it's it's not the newest crop to to the Americas. But um, <laughs> the traditional way is to uh, you have to go fishing before you plant your corn and you uh you get you a nice big fish and you know carps are really good for that and uh, you put your carp in then you put your corn seeds in and you plant them in a heel and you plant three seeds okay, and you plant one for you and one for the crow. And, uh, and the other one goes to the raccoon. But if you've got corn that's that mature already, you're probably better off with the synthetic fertilizer this time of year. And what I would recommend is if you had some like miracle Grow or Peter's 2020, something that's water-soluble, go ahead and fertilize it right now. And then what you also want to do is as your corn tassels start to mature, there's a product called B.T. or Bacillus thungensis, which is a bacteria that kills the worms. So that because you're putting the time in here now to grow this you don't want the worm to come and eat the corn you know as it matures. So you would put this BT just right on top of the ears of the corn so the worms don't get it.
2: Excellent. And then um, recently, well, actually, your friend last week mentioned where we could all go to get some fresh sweet corn.
1: You know, and and Jay's better at that than me. Jay's actually uh, now his his job. You know, he, they ran Harper's Nursery here for generations, much like we do. And uh, but now Jay's our fertilizer man from Hickman's, and uh, so I'm sure he's probably selling some of these guys some uh, some chicken manure like he does us. And that's uh, you know where where he's got the connections better than I do. I'm really not on top of that. But I tell you, who could probably tell you if you call the master gardeners at the Arizona Extension Service, University of Arizona Cooperative Extension Service, I'm sure there's people there that will know.
2: Excellent. And do you have time for one more? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I think I heard you mention that you could plant a lemon and a lime tree together and shake it all up. Yep, that's right. And how does that work? Well, you can
1: you know, the easiest way to make your own cocktail tree at home, because there's not always what you want to find, you can graft onto one tree and put the others on. And lemons and limes are very compatible. In fact, we're going to bud some this summer, so in two years we'll have a lot of them. But all you could do, you can just take a lemon and lime, plant them in the same hole together. Okay? And if you don't have room for two separate trees, they'll grow together. And the nice part about lemons and limes is the leaves are going to look quite different, and they'll be fine. But you can plant them right there together. They'll grow into one tree. You can harvest the lemons and limes off the same tree which will be two trees sounds great all right thank you pam thanks for the call good luck on the corn bye-bye uh dennis and glendale good morning dennis
4: good morning we're having a debate here at the house and we're i'm saying it's better to water our plants in the evening hours and they're saying no we should do it in the morning
1: okay wait a minute wait a minute Are are you debating this with your wife uh yes OK, so
4: uh, <laughs> it's peaceful. <laughs> uh, you know. let, let me ask you, what what does she think? Uh, she thinks it should be every morning. I think your
1: wife's right on, but it doesn't necessarily have to be every morning. So if you want, if you want to be kind of correct, you know, the morning probably ideally is the best time to water. And what makes the morning the best time to water is that the temperatures are cooler; we're going to lose, lose less of our water to evaporation. So okay, from, that makes sense. From that standpoint, that makes sense. Okay, <laughs> but the other thing is, is that very few plants need to be watered every day. So I don't know why you'd be doing it every morning.
4: Okay well I'll have to take inventory then alright take care Dennis <laughs> thank you Bye,
1: bye. Uh, Trisha and Gilbert good morning Tricia.
4: good morning um, I need you to settle a, a kind of funny disagreement okay. I've been having people are calling me crazy
1: well, I've been called crazy more than once <laughs> well, you know what Trisha well, you know what's nice about being crazy it keeps us from going insane right
4: That's true, and you don't have to worry about anybody else going (laughs) Um, there. Here's the deal: Did you or did you not used to do a television segment where you dressed up in bib overalls and wore a big strong hat and had a shovel, and you did a TV segment?
1: Well, okay, so the the, the, here's Channel Five. Yes, I was on Channel Five for years. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, no, I, I, but, but I did not, I did not, uh, wear the hat and overalls as much. Okay. That was another friend of mine. That was Dave. So I started before Dave actually on channel three. Okay. And then I did most of the time on channel 10. I have done channel five before, but as a regular segment, I did it on channel 10 for the most time for several years. And I started on channel three. And then when I left and went to 10, uh, with another friend of mine, Linda Williams, um, then I, uh, And I I would occasionally dress like a scarecrow and those kind of things. But no, I'll tell you the one difference, Tricia. I've never done a TV segment and worn gloves, okay? No, no, I've never seen you wear There's another person. You know what? I just like to feel my hands in the dirt, and I've got enough calluses that most thorns don't hurt me.
4: (laughs) But thank you so much, because they told me that no way did he do that. Oh, you
1: know, until I got a little older, a little heavier, yeah. Back, you know, that was 20 (laughs) years ago, but yeah, I used to do quite a bit on television. (laughs) Hey, Trish, have, have, have a nice day. Take care. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, we're going to uh, take a short break. We'll be right back with the Whitfield Nursery Garden Show. While we're gone, we do have some lines available. Number to call, 602-277-5827, 277-KTAR.
8: I'm seeing my father in me. I guess that's how it's meant to be. And I find more and more life in each day. I talk the way he talks I'm starting to see My father in me And today I took my wife For a walk down that older road Where my daddy took my mom So many times found the time to mention things I've never had before. And we shared some thoughts about family life. Yeah, I'm seeing my father in me. I guess that's how it's meant to be. And I find more and more like him each day. I notice I was.
1: He was. I noticed I the way he I'm starting to see my father. Well, welcome back, folks. And uh, if you'd like to get your father something special for Father's Day, the last a lifetime, come out and see us at Whitfields. You know, we grow trees and started with my grandfather, my father, and, and me. And uh, we've got trees we can plant that can last a lifetime. And, uh, provide a lot of shade a lot of joy maybe some good food if you like to eat dates we grow wonderful dates you can buy a date palm a mature date and grow your own great dates at home we have uh, all kinds of fun citrus we have great shade trees ashes elms pistachios uh, fruitless olives uh, we might even sneak a fruiting olive into if you if you need one if you want to grow some olives um, lots of fun things to grow here in the desert and uh, you know trees can last a lifetime and there's there's joy that we have and uh, these plants that we share and at Whitfield Nursery you know sponsors this program, and basically the reason I can be on the air is because we have Whitfield Nurseries and we pay for the show. So if you want to support us, and if you're looking for something great for Dad, come out and see us. Our original store is at 824 East Glendale Avenue. We're in the East Valley at Cooper, which is the same as Stapley and Guadalupe, or 2647 East Southern Avenue, Southern Avenue straight south of Sky Harbor Airport. Whitfield Nursery for four generations and hopefully many more growing trees here in Arizona for Arizona's future. Uh, let's see, next up we've got uh, Bill and Tim Hi, Bill. Morning,
4: Brian. Morning, Bill. We've got got an orchard, and we've got various citrus trees in there, and they all make just world-class citrus, except for the navel. These trees are over 15, 20 years old. That navel orange tree has never produced an orange with any pulp in it. It's, they're stuck in there, but it's literally Bill, it's, dry. it's
1: on the wrong rootstock. Okay? So you can either graph that one over and make it to a sour. So you could make it into a tangelo, or you could make it into a lemon or lime or a, a red grapefruit, not an oro blanco. Or if you want a good navel, rip it out and plant a new one. <laughs>
4: That was my feeling. The wife is opposed. Well, you
1: know what? <laughs> Sometimes I do agree with the husband. I got to tell you, Bill. <laughs> I'm not always just kind to women, you know. <laughs> but
4: uh, I said, I said, let's take that stupid thing out of there. Well, yeah, we, we have a grapefruit tree that produces two different kinds of grapefruit, mm-hmm. and they are marvelous. Right next to it. Well,
1: if you want to graft a white grapefruit onto it, or graft a ruby red onto it, you can do that. You can't graft an Oro Blanco onto it. Or if you want want to go maybe okay. we'll just rip it out and plant one <laughs> got it thanks bill all right thank you bye bye uh tom and Scott scottsdale morning tom hey, brian thank you hey brian um
3: i just have a question for identification on a worm mm-hmm. it's a small worm that's attacking the uh, new leaves on a grapefruit okay uh real real and it's it's just a kind of, small kind of brown
1: okay um but it's not inside the inside the leaf or is it an exterior the leaf on the very exterior of the leaf,
3: on the edges, and they're just kind of nibbling away at the new leaves.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, but it's really easy to control. You can buy a product called BT Bacillus thungensis, okay? It's a bacteria, yeah, yeah. and spray it on. It's toxic to the worm, and it won't hurt the bird if the bird eats the worm after you've poisoned him.
3: Well, i understand the treatment. I'm just, so I'm
1: just trying to get the ID. So you yeah, don't know I'm, the I'm not sure. It. You can send a picture into the website, and I can find out for you.
3: They're really small, no bigger than a quarter of an inch.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure yeah, which one that would right. be, but uh, if you send it in, I'll, I'll find out for you. Okay, all right, thank you very Thanks, much. Tom. Have a happy Father's Day. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Lynette and Florence, good morning, Lynette.
6: Good morning, Brian. Happy Father's Day. Thank you. I listen to you every Saturday and Sunday. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I have, you know, I got to tell you that the reason why I do the show is, is twofold. Number one, I love people. And uh, it gives me a chance to talk to a whole lot more people than if I have to talk to them one at a time on the on the phone. And uh, when I first did the first show was about, I don't know, 30 something years ago. And they came in and were trying to sell me r- uh, radio advertising. And they said, well, why don't you just do a show? And I said, Okay. And and, and back in those days, they used to pay me to do the show. Now, now I pay for the stations, both stations, but uh, we have a lot of fun here. You know, I really enjoy doing this, and I really enjoy the people that call.
6: I love your shows. Anyways, my neighbor gave me a Kadoda fig. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in a pot, about a 25-gallon white ceramic pot, and it's, uh, it's about four feet tall. And I have no idea how to take care
1: of it. Well, you can keep it on a patio if you want to, you know, or in an area where it doesn't get real hot afternoon sun. And uh, it's pretty easy to maintain if you want it to be organic. And organic actually produces kind of better quality figs. You could feed it with a little bit of fish emulsion or you could use uh, chicken manure. Either one would be fine right on top of the pot. And uh, Kadotas is not the most prolific fig, but it's a big fig and it's pretty popular here.
6: Well, right now it's getting like full sun till like three in the afternoon. That's so that's prob- that's
1: probably right? fine if it's acclimated to that. You know that break from three to seven is a big difference. You know, and right. three o'clock the heat of the day. So if it's got enough foliage to protect itself, it's fine.
6: And should I wrap the the wood? Well,
1: it um, wouldn't the, be it wouldn't be a bad idea to wrap the trunk. But you know, ideally, what you would have, Lynette, is you'd have dense enough foliage that protects it from the sun.
6: Okay. You yeah. Know, there's like about a two, two
1: foot. You know, Lynette, I got to let you go because I got to say goodbye and, uh, and we're out of time. But, uh, all
6: right. Thanks, thanks for the call. Ryan. Happy Bye-bye.
1: Father's Bye-bye. Day. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Tim and Francis, I'm going to take you guys off the air because we are out of time. I want to wish all the fathers out there happy Father's Day and, uh, be very thankful for the, the wonderful men in my life. And unfortunately, I had one grandfather who passed away before I got to meet him. But, uh, my other grandfather, my dad. <laughs> You know, I don't know if you guys have seen the Walton show, not the luckiest man on earth, but between my children, and my my parents, my, my father, my grandfather, you know, like grandparents, uh, never had a better life. And it's certainly been a lot of fun and a pleasure for me to come in every Sunday and share it with you. And I hope you have fun with your family and uh, enjoy your fathers and uh, and be kind to them. Sometimes we get old, we get a little senile, kind of act a little weird once in a while, but hey, that's okay. We're just dads.